and welcome to the Declare Conference podcast. Declare is a blogging conference for Christian women coming up this July 28th through 30th in Dallas, Texas. The goal of Declare is to gather women who share a desire to use their God-giving giftings to point to Jesus. The theme of this year is presence. The verse it's based on is from Hebrews 10, which says, Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts fully trusting Him. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Ladies, if you come to Declare this year, I promise you'll connect with other women just like you. You'll be equipped with the latest in blogging and social media, and more importantly, you'll be encouraged and inspired as you draw near to God. Let's go ahead and listen to this week's guest. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 40. I am talking today with Anne Watson. She is a fresh voice in women's ministry. As a former perfectionist and sleeping on Sundays girl, Anne is passionate about helping women love themselves for real. With humor, wit, and biblical insight, Anne helps women connect the dots between God and their everyday lives. You're really going to love our conversation. She's very real and funny, and she doesn't mind talking about the hard things. In this episode, we talk about how she continues to blog, even when she's not quite sure if she's offending people or annoying people, how she solidified her identity after years of abuse and bullying, and also her favorite tool right now to manage overwhelm in blogging. Before we get started, though, I wanted to let you know about today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Harvest House. Harvest House is an independent Christian publisher based in Oregon. Their mission is to glorify God by providing high-quality books and products that affirm biblical values. They aim to help people grow spiritually strong and proclaim Jesus Christ as the answer to every human need. Coming alongside authors in their ministries, their goal is always to point readers back to Christ. Declare is thankful to partner with Harvest House again this year. Visit HarvestHousePublishers.com to learn more about them. Now let's get on with my interview with Ann Watson. Hi, Ann. Welcome to the Declare Conference podcast. How are you today? I'm great, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes. Um, we're so excited to hear from you this coming summer, and we just want to know a little bit more about you. So where can, well, yeah, just tell us about yourself. Who are you? Well, you know, my name is Ann, and I live in the Dallas, Texas area in North Texas. And we've only lived here for about four or five years. We've moved around a lot. I've lived in five states, actually. Okay. We like to joke that that's how we're teaching our kids geography. There you go. <laughs> but That's really one way, hands-on. It is. It's one way to teach them geography. So they never miss where is Texas on the big map. So that's good. So funny. Um, but my husband is Rick and we've been married for gosh, 23 years. It's getting to the point where, you know, we have to like really stop and use our fingers to count the number of years that we've been married. Cause it's been so long, but he's my best friend in the whole world. And he makes me laugh every day. Uh, and we have three kids. Mackenzie is 21. Megan is 17 and Max is 14. We have a couple of dogs too, and but they're not really worth mentioning. So. I feel that way about my dog, too, when he's up to no good. So where can people find you on the Internet? Well, they can find me uh, mostly on Facebook uh, or at my blog, which is called goddots.com. Okay. So when when did you start blogging? I actually started blogging probably maybe two years ago. And I should say that I've been writing since I was in the third grade. Like I wrote okay. poems and short stories and song lyrics, and I just have always kind of done it. But 
never knew that there was a place for that in mm. the world. So I, I never really pursued that as a career. And so it was a couple of years ago, I just decided to try this blogging thing. And I was working as a women's ministry director at a church in Dallas and spent a lot of time trying to get the women that I was leading to connect the dots between their everyday life and then what God was doing in his presence. Mm. And so we started okay. talking about God dots and that's kind of where that name came from. But then I started kind of blogging about where am I connecting scripture and God in the stories of my life. And so that's kind of what I've been doing with the blog. That's great. I love that visual. Yeah. So you (laughs) mentioned to me that you feel like maybe people might be annoyed with your posts. (laughs) And I feel like that's something that a lot of people who blog would resonate with. So tell me about that. I actually don't even know how to tell you about that. So I'll just do my best. But um, there's, I have a lot of insecurity about the blogging. Mm -hmm. I think I mentioned to you a while back that I was bullied pretty significantly in my youth. And so there's just, there's this inherent part of me that always questions, like, is what I'm doing going to offend people or reap criticism in my life? Or Mm. are people going to think, who does she think she is? Like that kind of stuff. And so I haven't been the consistent blogger that I want to be. I haven't really kind of found my groove with that, but I do feel that the blogs that I put out there are definitely Holy Spirit driven. Cause I, a lot of times I go back and I read them. I'm like, wow, I wrote that. <laughs> I'm impressive <laughs> when I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> but you know, I just, I, 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 I'm not huge on social media and I don't promote my stuff very much just because I, I'm just hyper aware that there are critics out there and I don't want to annoy people. And I don't okay. get a ton of feedback from on my blog post, which I really think is more a trend of the blogging world these days that people, it's just a lot harder to get people to comment and to interact and all that. So I don't necessarily take that personally, but I also think when I'm not getting a lot of feedback that maybe people just didn't like it. I see. Well, I think so much of our own insecurities pop up when we're trying to do something so public like a blog, but also so important to people who are reading it. But we don't hear from them sometimes. Right. They they don't always respond. Like maybe that meant something to them, but they don't always respond on the blog. So I don't necessarily know. Yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of like going by my email list. Like I tend to get people that subscribe and not so many people that leave, that unsubscribe. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, okay, um, they're not annoyed yet. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So what would you say is your main message on your blog? We've kind of talked about it a little bit, but... I'm still in this place of really sort of trying to find my writer's voice and trying to get my writer's voice to match the voice that I use in everyday life. I tend to be mm-hmm. a very sarcastic person um, uh-huh. and humor is my love language, but I don't have a lot of that quite in my writing. I'm just, I'm trying to merge those couple of things. Um, so my my main message on my website right now is kind of a it's a mishmash a little bit. Okay. But I've been really, God has been working with me in this last year to understand where my passion meets the world's needs. I have been just exposed this year to a lot of situations where women are being wrongfully persecuted or they feel wrongfully persecuted. Really? Yeah. Um, I have seen the affluenza virus, you know, at its mm. worst and women who are not perfect people who are being overly criticized for things that they've done wrong and they're taking a beating from this and it 
makes this fire burn inside of me that that's not mm. right. And okay. that we, do you think that comes from your past of the bullying? I do. I really do. I think that uh, because I was bullied, I, I mean, I, I kind of grew up in an emotionally abusive home. Okay. And then I was picked on and bullied a lot as a kid and especially as a teenager. And I think now, well, at the time, I just accepted that as okay. truth. Like what these people are saying about me must be true because mm. no one else is contradicting it. Do you, so you think you accepted the bullying because of what was happening at home? Because it kind of lined up with itself. Yeah, I mean, partly. I mean, and and when I, I believe that my parents were very, very well intentioned. I mean, I really think that they loved me and they truly wanted to help me. I think that my mom just didn't realize that when she said that things like, well, if you change your hair or if you're just nice to them, then they'll stop picking on you. Mm. I took that as it's all my fault. Okay. And so like, I think she did the best that she could, but it just, I mean, I, I think people don't really understand how do you respond in these kinds of situations. And I'm just finding that I see a lot of women who are broken and they believe these, these criticisms that the world is telling them. And it wasn't until much later in life when I started going to church, because we never went when I was growing up, like not at all, not even Christmas or Easter. Okay. Were they against church or just didn't go? No, I mean, they weren't against church. My mom grew up Christian scientist. Okay. And so she believed in God. She always called him okay. God. <laughs> and my dad grew up Catholic. And I think at some point in their marriage, they just decided that they agreed to disagree and they just weren't going to go to church. Okay. So my mom would talk about God in my life, but usually it was uh, when things were going so bad, my mom would say, well, God has a plan. It was never a proactive relationship with God. It was always, you know, when things were going bad, okay, we'll trust God. And so I kind of always feel like I did, but I didn't know him. Right. And I stumbled into a church in my mid-30s and met this pastor who was one of the most passionate people I had ever met about the Bible and scripture and a relationship. And I was so hooked. And I just started diving into it and discovering that in the Bible, it says the exact opposite of all of these things that I had been hearing over and over in my life. Mm, so good. That God says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God says that I am a masterpiece. He says that he knew me before he formed me in the womb. Mm. And it does say that he knows the plans that he has for me yeah. and that they're for good and not for harm. And these are these were brand new concepts to me. I never heard those before. What did that feel like? That must have been amazing. Honestly, when you go through the kind of bullying and the situation that I feel like I've been through, it took me a really long time to wrap my brain around the truth in the Bible. Okay. What did you do to make it kind of yours that you really knew it with experience, not just in your head? I made a choice. Okay. I made a choice to believe it. I said, okay, today has been a horrible day. It's been a bad day, but I am going to choose to believe I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am choosing to believe that God still says I'm a masterpiece. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. So anything I did wrong today, I'm forgiven for. Mm. And yeah. I had to, I had to, talk to myself like this. I had to actually actively coach myself and say, okay, here's what it means to take your thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Mm -hmm. And I just started doing it. And honestly, I never told anybody that I was doing that. Okay. I just, I just had to, I just had to start that rhetoric in my mind. And there are still a lot of days that I can catch myself having some of those negative thoughts, but the Holy Spirit is so generous to me because he always like, 
I say, flicks me in the head. And he's like, Hey, <laughs> Jeremiah one five, babe, I knew you before I formed you in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, so good. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. And so it's, it's getting easier, but now I'm finding that I see other women who say things like, I'm not worthy. I'm too much. I'm not enough. Um, these people are right with what they say about me that, you know, so-and-so said that I could never be a writer or somebody said that I'm a terrible singer or somebody said I'm a bad mom because mm. I let my kid have a burrito for breakfast. And I'm like, none of that is true. Those are lies. Right. And I'm really becoming more and more passionate about this idea of staying confident when you feel persecuted. That's great. And now is that something that you're talking about at Declare? It's actually not. Oh, okay. Because um, you're passionate about it. I think that's great. I am. I'm very passionate about it. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm still... I'm still letting the spirit do its work in terms of what do you really want me to speak about and declare? And I believe that, that it will come out. Whatever the spirit wants me to talk about will happen. Um, but for now, this whole blogging world and social media and WordPress versus Squarespace and Instagram and Canva and Pixabay and like all of these things, it's so overwhelming to me. And it's really difficult, especially for somebody who doesn't really like to put themselves out there that much. Mm. Like, I don't know where to start or what to do. And, you know, I've just, I've really been trying to figure that out. And so, and again, this idea of trying to find my writer's voice. Okay. It's all very overwhelming. And so right now what I'm speaking about at Declare is managing that overwhelming. Like what are the tools that women can use to help them do one step at a time, to work on making progress instead of perfect okay. so that they can find their writer's voice and build their blog and build their social media presence to be Jesus to the online world, but in a way that doesn't feel like they failed before they've started. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I totally feel that <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, there's so much, it can be overwhelming. So it's, I'm speaking really about this managing the overwhelming. And I think, you know, the first part of managing overwhelming is going to tie back into these things that I'm passionate about, which is making a choice to believe God has asked you to do this. How do you know that God has asked you to do it? I know that some people kind of waffle back and forth on if this is even something I'm supposed to do at all. Yeah. And you know, that is probably the number one question that I've always had is like, because I'm like, God, okay, just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. Like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't care. Like, I, give me the to-do list and I will go to work but God doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had an experience a couple of years back where I was offered a job that was so far out of my zone, out of my comfort zone. Like I, I was actually offered the job as a women's ministry director five years after I started going to church. Wow. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, this is the most insane thing that's ever happened. Like there's no possible way that this is in the realm of reality in my life. And I was like, God, I was begging God. I'm like, God, I'm begging you. Give me a sign. Show me a sign. Tell me that this is what you want me to do. Tell me that I'm not crazy. And of course, like all I heard were crickets. Mm. And so I finally just changed my prayer. And I, I said, okay, God, here's the deal. If I am offered this job, I'm going to choose to believe that it is from you and that you are with me and that you will guide me. Mm -hmm. And that when this job gets hard, which I know that it will because I feel so ill-equipped for this, I'm going to remember that you and I had this conversation where I'm choosing to believe that you are with me. Mm -hmm. And I was offered the job. And it is amazing the number of times while I was there that I would think, I can't do this. This is too hard. I'm, you know, why me? That I would remember that conversation. Mm. And I feel like that was kind of the Holy Spirit just saying to me, 
just keep going. Yeah. I love how he gives us those kind of lines in the sand or, you know, those pivotal moments where you can look back on that and know. Yeah. And so I think that I learned in that moment that as long as what I want to do isn't hurting anybody or, you know, creating waves or whatever, as long as I feel like what I want to do, I'm doing with a a pure heart or pure intentions at least because I will never do it perfectly but but I as long as my motive is pure I'm going to just go forward with what I think I'm supposed to do until God tells me otherwise until he turns me or opens another door or takes away an opportunity mm-hmm. I'm just going to go forward every day believing that I'm doing what God wants me to do I'm choosing that until God tells me not to That's great Yeah and it you know, there's a lot of days I still have some insecurity, but most of the time, I just I just really believe that if I'm not on the path that God wants me, He will move me. Yeah. So until then, I just do it. So if, if the only thing that women out there are feeling like they want to do is blog, or they feel like they have a message, or that the only thing that they have in them to give is a great quote on social media in a day, and they're like, God, is this really what you want for me? I just would say to them, unless God tells you otherwise, then do that to the best of your ability. So unless, you know, something happens and you get offered a job and you no longer have time to do this or whatever, as long as this is what you're driven to do, what you feel like you're supposed to be doing and you're doing it well, do it and believe that God has got you in the palm of his hand. Yeah, that's so good. And it can go to anything. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be blogging. Right. It really can. And I I do. I use that in my everyday life. I use that when I'm parenting my children. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. You mentioned that a tool that you love to use, and I wanted to ask you to share about it because there's so many tools out there and sometimes it can be hard. So what what do you love the most to use to get your message out? Well, my blog is currently on a platform called Squarespace. Yeah, mine too. Okay, good. Um, So I... I started out with WordPress and I would say that I'm mildly or medium technically proficient. Okay. I can I can pretty much figure out basic stuff on a computer. I can get stuff done. Um, but WordPress was overwhelming me because I really didn't understand what plugins were and why I needed 50 of them <laughs> and which ones were worth paying for and which ones weren't. And right. It just, I found it very overwhelming as a beginning blogger. And so I had a friend tell me that uh, I should set it up on Squarespace. She said, if you can use an iPhone you can use Squarespace. It's made like that. It's intuitive. It's really easy to use. And so I started my blog on Squarespace and I'm still on it. And I have, I will say that I don't think it's quite as dynamic as WordPress. Okay. I have learned because there's some things that I'd like to do that I just can't do on Squarespace. But at the same time, when I look at changing to WordPress, it's still so overwhelming to me that I'm like, okay, I just don't need to do that on my blog right now. I feel the same way. I feel like it's largely great. There's some things yeah. I can't do that I wish I could, but yeah, not not worth going back <laughs> for me. Well, and for me, I just feel like the point is the message and the blog post, not so much how cool is my website. Yeah. So Squarespace allows me to get out the words that I need to get out without any complications. And, you know, one day there may come a time when it's just time for me to switch to WordPress or I have like some brilliant friend who offers to do it for me and that would be awesome. But until then, I I just, I love this tool because my friend was right. If you can work an iPhone, you can work Squarespace. Yeah, for sure. Have you been to the Declare conference before? I have. I went last year. You have. Okay. So, and you've mentioned you've been to several other conferences as well. Yeah, I'm kind of a self-proclaimed conference junkie. Okay. 
<laughs> yes. I, they're so much fun. They what, are. what would you tell someone who's kind of on the fence about it? Why, why declare? I will tell you that my experience with declare is I, I tend to go to a lot of really uh, large conferences. I'll go to Catalyst or Pink Impact or If Gathering, like, you know, just really big stuff. And last year I made the choice to go to declare not really knowing much about it, but just having heard about it quite a bit. Okay. And so I showed up not knowing what to expect. And it was probably the greatest conference I think I've ever been to because it was only about 150 women, but there was an intimacy and a closeness with the group. Mm -hmm. And all of the speakers were very accessible. Like most of the conferences that I go to, the speakers kind of disappear back behind stage and you don't see them again unless you're like in line to get them to sign their book kind of a thing. Yeah. But at Declare, I could just walk right up to him and, and tell him, like, that moved me, what right. you said. Yeah. And it was this atmosphere of friendship. Like, everybody mm. was just for everybody. And it was so, you just could feel the spirit in the room. Mm-hmm. You could feel it in the worship, in the speakers, in the connections that you made. And I just, I thought the whole thing was just really well organized. And there was a lot of great time for reflection and really incredible tools, like a great mix of tools and inspiration. Yes. Yeah. And I still talk to, like, I've got so many Facebook friends from when I went and we still like, like each other's posts. We are still in community with each other. And I haven't really experienced that from any of the other big conferences. So I kind of think of Declare as, as like home or family. I had the exact same experience. So, yes. Yeah, it just was great. Well, Anne, thank you for sharing your heart today and where you're going and what you're up to. I think that everyone's really going to love getting to know you more this summer. Oh, thank you so much, Emily. Thanks for having me and inviting me to do this. And I hope that um, I hope everybody that can come to Declare will because they're mm-hmm. going to love it. They're going to absolutely love it. Awesome. Well, thank you. You have a good rest of your day. Okay. Thanks. You too. Bye. Wasn't that great? There will be much, much more goodness just like that at the Declare Conference this year. To find out more and to buy your ticket, go to DeclareConference.com. Can't wait to see you in July.